I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 78. And we're always late. That is true. <laughs> Very true. We gotta kick it old school with the rum. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, it only took us about mm, three cuts to do this intro because uh, Bo was wanting to play. Mm-hmm. He was not even having it. No. Uh-uh. And Carrie's in her new mom stage where she don't want to get on to him, so I had to be the bad person. <laughs> I said, what do I do? <laughs> She's like, go lay down. And he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what else is really exciting? New Patreoners. Dang, you stole my line. <laughs> Oprah. We stole Oprah's line. True, 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 true. True. Well. Okay. We do have them. We do. Sophie H. from North Carolina. Shauna K. from Pennsylvania. Alejandra N. from Kansas. Summer S. from Florida. And Brenda O. from Nevada. Yes. I always feel like we're doing Miss America stuff when we do it. It's it's very um, Miss Congeniality-esque. Which is Miss America. No, I know. <sighs> <laughs> I always think of, what's his face? William Shatner when I'm like, Texas. Yes. That's how he says it. Yeah. Thank y'all so freaking much for being part of Patreon, the Creepinati, all the things that we call it. Patreoners, <laughs> we have names for it of plenty. We got gadgets and gizmos of plenty. We've got who's it's and Patreoners galore. You want thingamabobs? We've got batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> all right. Before we get into like the spooky spook and all that dookie duke. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we like to rhyme and it's not good we shouldn't have <laughs> it's real shitty i mean unless you're into scat <laughs> scat cat don't bother me <laughs> we are children <laughs> well if oh god you, if you thought that was funny just you wait all right Picture it. I am working like clickety clack on the keyboard and taking a drink of water because, you know, I'm trying to get my water in. And I'm scrolling through our Facebook group and because that's like all that's on my feed ever and I love it. And I see a shirt that says free my dad and I'm like, what the hook? So I'm like reading it. Y'all, I was Geyser Donna. My keyboard was soaked. I was like, Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. But luckily, I've already fucked up my other keyboard. So this one, like, doesn't have all the space between the yeah. things. So I think it's saved. I mean, it still works. Oh, God. You literally spewed your drink? I literally spewed my drink. Oh, my God. Like, uh, I tried not to, but it was a... Tell me everything. Yes. This was a post by Tiara De Leon, and this is how she opened it. Quick, kind of morbid story. I was already like, okay, intrigued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even read it. This is the funniest fucking story ever. Okay. This is the one you told me about at dinner, right? Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Because, yes, we talk about y'all like y'all are our best friends. Yes. Did you see what <laughs> so-and-so posted on the Facebook group? It was so funny. Yes. Literally, me, her, and Tiffany went to dinner, and I was like, hey, did y'all see this? And, like, I had screenshot it. I asked Tiara if I could read this out here because it was so fucking funny. 
And they hadn't seen it yet because, you know, they both were at work. Well, Tiffany was asleep. Let's just be honest. And uh, <laughs> She had work Mondays. Yeah, she didn't work Mondays. Lucky bitch. Um, <laughs> not bitter. I'm just saying. But, yeah. So, like, we laughed about it then. But, luckily, no drinkage was spewed. I let my guy friend's cousin, along with his friend, take my car to the store yesterday. Needless to say, they got pulled over. They were in the clear until the friend said he had weed on them, which put the cop to search my car. Why would he tell them that? I don't know. If it was over, why are you right? telling him? Right. That, that's me. <laughs> yes. Fucking guilty conscious. I'm like, so, um, I have weed on me? Yeah. Just, just so, so you know. Yeah, just so you know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give you the one eye, but you just think I'm doing like a weird mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, why are you making that face? So the weed that I have, it's about <laughs> a gram. I don't even know how much that weighs, but I mean, other than a gram, but. <laughs> I'm a spewing. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> other than a gram. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know how much that is in yeah. context. Yeah. Me I mean, I'll be. So they searched the car and found a Ziploc baggie with a gray substance in it, claiming that it was fentanyl but didn't test on site and took the friend with the weed and the baggie in for testing. (laughs) This cracks me up. When this... (laughs) This is going to take us forever to get through, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is also exactly how she told Tiffany and me the story, too. (laughs) She'd read, like, three words and die all laughing. Because I could just see it happening. Take a breath, Donna. I'm taking a drink. Don't say anything. (laughs) When the story was being told to me, I'm like, what the fuck is fentanyl? And then I snapped. I'm like, was it a dusty Ziploc bag? And he was like, yo, what is it? I'm like, bitch, that's my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Could you just see her being like, the fuck? (laughs) Was it a dusty (laughs) Ziploc bag? (laughs) See, this is why uh, you're supposed to carry the card that says uh, it's remains. Only someone with a cremated parent <laughs> finds this fucking hilarious, like Donna. Wait, yeah. So she said, I have a little bit of his ashes that I carry in case I'm able to get my tattoo done. Which Carrie and I totally looked into doing mm-hmm. with my mom. And then it said that it can be infected. And we were like, nope, nope, that, nope, would nope, be our, yep. that would be our luck. I nope. mean, Hilaire Salmonella had a pick line for six weeks. <laughs> Not tattooing ashes. No, and I have autoimmune issues, so... Uh-uh. uh So, she ended it by saying, So, my deceased father, who vowed to never go back to jail, is now being held by Rosenberg Police Department. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then she... So, on the shirt, it has, Free my dad, and it's the badge <laughs> of his ashes. <laughs> the comments were fucking beyond amazing yes jackie haroldson she said i can only imagine the ouija board messages (laughs) and uh tiara said the fact that he's locked up is hilarious because he never wanted to go back and he was like over my dead body well dad sit down i have some news Other than that, I think my favorite comment was somebody said something about them being pen pals, but through a Ouija board. Yes. Oh, that was fucking fuck. funny, too. 
God, y'all are so funny. Yes. But like that kind of shit, perfect for sinister sightings. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That was funny. I'm glad you shared it. I'm glad she said we could share it. Yes. Like seriously, that I couldn't breathe for forever. Like dead. Dead at the dead dad. (laughs) (laughs) Over his dead body. Yes. Oh God. Well, one more thing of business before we get down to, well, business. <laughs> so, I think we said this on a Sinister Sightings, but I don't think we've said it on a main episode yet. So, alert, alert, alert. Next month is Halloween. Oh, people didn't know? No, they didn't. But, okay. <laughs> but what y'all, re- you may have known. Okay, you may have known that next month's Halloween. But, y'all remember last year, we did 13 Nights of Halloween All 13 nights leading up to Halloween had something special, whether it was a Facebook Live, a giveaway, extra bonus episodes on Patreon, whatever it was. Well, this year, we are doing it fucking big, and we are going all out 31 nights of Halloween. Yes. So every single day in the ant slash night, (laughs) during the month of October, something will be released, given away. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Now, that's how I said it. <laughs> a live, a something, either on Patreon or the main feed, mm-hmm. and on the Facebook pages, obviously. Yeah. So, if you want even more bonus content than is already available on Patreon, head over there, check it out, because we will be releasing a lot of content there in the month of October. But there will be things available to everyone, whether or not you're on Patreon on the main feed, and on Facebook. So, join the Facebook group. Head on to Patreon. Do all the shit for October. Enough business. Let's get to your <laughs> spooky spooky dooky shit. <laughs> all right. I'm going across the pond, through the river, up the woods, whatever the fucking thing is. Across the river and through the woods to grandmother, grandmother's house we go? I don't know. <laughs> Something through the woods. Yeah. Glad you have that part. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You said up the woods. <laughs> All right. We're going to Romania. Oh. Yeah. Why you question it? Romania? I think. Maybe. Question mark, question mark. <laughs> it's near Transylvania. Ooh. Very she-she. Mm-hmm. Very Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everyone was like, Dracula, Dracula. It was like the first thing I thought of was Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Like, Wait, is that what you're doing? What? Dracula? No. Oh. Rocky Horror? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am doing the Hoya Bachu Forest, and it's known as the world's most haunted forest. Ooh, even more than the one in Japan? Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's got to be very haunted. Right. It's situated near Cluj-Napoca. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All of these words. Mm-hmm. You read them all out phonetically, didn't you? I sure did. Probably still wrong, though. Uh, girl. <laughs> I get so nervous pronouncing words, I can't even say girl. Hoya Bachu is a little over 617 acres. There's a lot of trees. Oh, I mean, obviously, it's a forest, you know. But they grow in odd patterns. They have, like, zigzags. They do, like, spirals. Some have, like, 
seven trunks on one fucking route. It's really weird. You know, like, picture, like, crepe myrtles. You uh-huh. know how they look? But, like, you know how yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. they can have, like, yes, several different things off of one? Yeah. So it's just kind of like a cluster, but they're big tree trunks. Yeah. It's really weird. I mean, just speaking as a, like, never been here, but what I'm picturing is Wizard of Oz forest. I don't know why all I can picture right now are those people whose limbs turn into tree trunks. Ooh, oh, God. Why is that the only thing I can picture Ooh, right God, now? God, bless of Oh, God. It's the only thing I can picture right mm-mm. now. God bless them. So picture it. You're like, I'm Kimberly Kelly, and I want to go to the forest and hike, as I, one does. That girl is all the time hiking. All the time. All the time hiking. I mean, I think she got engaged while hiking. hiking. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Maybe we should go hiking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... We just say, take a hike. God, I hate Meanwhile, you. we would have better, you know, hearts, lungs, knees. Wait, my thing Sex sounds- life. <laughs> <laughs> my thing sounded so mean, but I meant like the guy, because, you know, I get over people real fast. I oh, no. Like, take I mean, a hike. Yeah, I know no, that's like, what you meant. Okay. I didn't want, you know, Kimberly Kelly. Stay. We love yeah, you. Yeah, we love you. Annoying guy. Get the fuck on. <laughs> Okay, got off on a tangent there. Imagine that. But imagine you're Kimberly Kelly going to this forest. I feel like she's little bunny foo-foo right now. Mm. Um, You enter the woods and you can almost hear a strange murmur coming from the trees. Along with that, you get an intense feeling of dread. Anxiety will come all over you. We know what that feels like. Mm -mm. I got enough of that on my fucking own. I don't Mm -hmm. need that shit coming from a fucking forest right i mean i wake up and that's basically my life right i was gonna say uh hello i got a new prn med for my fucking anxiety (laughs) i mean legit i was like oh that's a good idea Mm -hmm. that shit's amazing self-care and mental health people very important also a lot of people say they feel like they're being watched the minute they step into the forest i don't need that kind of judgment in my life why are you watching me right What it seems like is that the forest plays off of your deepest, darkest fears and feeds off of your nervousness and paranoia. People have become physically ill, dizziness, nausea, upset stomach, diarrhea. All of the seven Pepto-Bismol ad things. Right. I was just kidding about the diarrhea shit. (laughs) (laughs) But Yeah. (laughs) But... Honestly, probably. I mean, if I walked up into a forest, one, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Because, again, bugs love me. Two. Where's the nearest bathroom? Because I got to pee. That'd be what I said. Oh, shit. That would be. That would be. Legit, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm alone. Because Carrie's got to use the bathroom. <laughs> shit, what do I do? <laughs> also, migraines. Ugh. Burns and scratches. People get them in the forest? Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> you were you were okay all the way up until then, and then, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, no. Mm-mm. I mean, as long as I had toilet paper, I could have figured it out, <laughs> but migraines, uh-uh. I get plenty of those on my own. Thank you. <laughs> Again, I don't need a fucking judgy forest giving me migraines. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the forest is referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. And you can guess why, because, you know, 
people go missing, Mm -hmm. it's a popular belief that people who visit the forest will never return home. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. However, I mean, people do return home. There have been some stories about missing people and, you know, all all of the things. Some of those missing people were found later, and it was, they had died by suicide. Oh. Yeah. There are some stories of people who have went missing and come back, but it's been years later. What? Yeah. And then there's one instance where someone went missing and never came back. That's actually where the forest got its name. It was named after a shepherd who went missing in the forest with a flock of 200 sheep. What? Yes. Well, that's not just like one dude coming up missing. Exactly. It's like, uh. Huh? Lil Bo Peep lost all her fucking sheep. Another story is about a five-year-old girl. She wandered into the woods, got lost. Slender man. I'm just saying. And then they had like three search parties Nothing, no, you know, no trace of her, no anything. Five years later, she came from the forest. She was wearing the exact same clothes that she wore when she entered the forest. What? Yes. Not a lot of dirt. You know, like, they looked the same. Pristine. How did they fit her after? How old was she? She was five. Missing for five. Came back, but she was the same exact age. What? Yes. She had no memory of what happened or anything. What they think is like she went to another dimension. Again, this is a story, people. It's not fact. Well, duh. (laughs) I mean, what in the upside down is going on here? (laughs) There are people who live near the forest, but they don't even fucking go into it. Because they're scared of all the legends and the stories, you know. They're like, nah, bitch, we good. Yeah. These same neighbors will see unexplained orbs and lights in the trees and everything. But it's not like a flashlight. It'll be like streaks of light and just Hmm. weird. It's just like not a beam of light or anything. Yeah. They've also witnessed a heavy black fog rolling in. But with that, there will be pairs of glowing eyes. Mm-mm. Don't like that. Mm-mm. Like, what the Stephen King is going on. And if that's not creepy enough, little girls giggling is heard. And, like, moaning, but not in, like, the good moan, y'all. Yeah. Like, in that agony and, you know, that agonizing moan and all of that. But it's usually women's voices. So there's a legend that deep in these woods, a group of Romanian peasants cleared out an area and set up a village. They, you know, probably wanted to escape like tyranny or whatever, you know, or like had religious reasons, whatevs. And there's no documentation to support this village. However, I mean, like we always say, it doesn't really mean it's not real. If there's no documentation, because this would be back, like, way back. And if they were peasants, like... Right. I mean, they wouldn't have been able to really go through the systems and all that shit. Allegedly. I don't know. 
I'm just a history major, y'all. <laughs> well, legend goes that the ruling party was like, fuck these people. They're living their best lives. And, you know, we need to, like, tax them all the shit, whatevs. And they ain't got nothing for us to tax. So let's kill them. Damn. So the entire village was massacred in that spot in these woods. And so that's where some of the, like, hostility and the sadness and all of that, where they believe that comes from, are those 50 peasants being killed there. And in this spot where they're supposedly had their village set up, and it's, like, in a round area, but not not a perfect circle, it's called The Clearing. And it is... Survey says, creepiest place in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing grows there. Like, I mean, there's some grass and stuff. It's kind of like a meadow, what we call a meadow. It's just different. Like, there could be a flower right on the outside of it. You plant it inside and it's not going to grow. Well, and it's a meadow is not in the middle of a fucking forest. A lot of the paranormal activity seems to be focused here in the clearing. Like I said, it's a vegetation dead zone. Soil samples have been taken, analyzed, and it's like, no, nothing's different in the soil. There should not be, like, this abnormality that's, you know, causing this. Mm -hmm. But for years and years, nothing has grown. Like, hundreds of years. Damn. Probably thousands. I don't fucking know. Okay, so in the late 1960s, there is a biologist named Alexandru Sift. He took several pictures, and it was of this flying disc-shaped object right there in this clearing, and he called them umbrellas. He also said he was always followed by a series of strange shadows when he was exploring the forest. Then, on August 18, 1968, there is a military technician named Emil Barnier, and several of his friends, they were hiking and camping in the woods. They stopped for lunch in the clearing because, you know, it's clear. clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Emil, he went off to get some logs, branches, all the things, you know, for fire. Well, his friend was like, Emil, come back over here. And there's, like, something in the sky. So, Emil was like, got my camera, snappy snap, snap, Mm -hmm. snap, snap. And he got a picture of a flying saucer over the clearing. A lot of people are like, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, again, whatevs. But Emil was in the military. He had nothing to gain from reporting this to saying, hey, look at this picture. Mm Mm-hmm. But he lost everything and knew he could, but he believed in that. You know, like, they saw it with their own eyes, and he actually captured it. Damn. So, the government there, they basically put the same weight of, like, if you believed in the paranormal, you were mad, or you're trying to sabotage the state. So, he lost his job and, like, just had no fucking support. Some other stuff that happens with cameras in this area are face blobs. Like, kind of transparent faces and stuff will appear on film when they weren't there in person. 
Damn. Same with orbs and light breaks and all that stuff. And sometimes, like, film will develop out of order, but that could totally be an electronic issue. I don't yeah. know. You know, what yeah. else. But also, could totally be electronics if these people are anything like Carrie because technology hates her. Hates me. It's like her fucking pheromones and electronics into a frenzy. I mean, she won't guys in a frenzy, but she got electronics going. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Also, speaking of that, not her, but batteries and shit get drained here quickly. Like, you know, all the other things we have talked about in the past. It's like the spirits are using, you know, that as energy. Mm-hmm. When people have investigated the orbs of light that the neighborhood have have seen, you know, they used a thermal detector and the lights don't produce any heat signatures. And so they're saying that it can't be a bug or anything, you know, like, like a lightning bug or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they have no heat signature. Do you remember that guy sift that he was like the first person that got a picture? Mm-hmm. Well, his like BFF was Adrian Petrut. Petrut is the president of the Romanian Society of Parapsychology. And since the early 70s, he's been studying the forest. You know, like, I mean, hello, he's friends with Sift. He, you know, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And he did say that he did have experiences with anxiety, insomnia, nausea, headaches, all of that. Because he spent so much time there. And yeah. he said, if you spend a lot of time there, you will experience this. Damn. I don't want to. Mm-mm. Well, in 2000, he was there. It was Easter. And he said that the vegetation in the area was really dry. But he saw sap coming out of some of the trees. It was like they were weeping. Ugh. No, see, that's some serious sickiness. <laughs> All I can think about is that see a weeping willow crying on a pillow or whatever. I don't know from that. You don't know that song? Maybe she's crying for me. Mm-mm. I swear that's a song. Oh, I'm sure it is. But you know I don't know lyrics. Well, a day later, he returned and, you know, because he was like, all right, I'm going to capture some of this shit. You know, like he wasn't prepared to collect fucking sapling shit. Right. Everything had stopped. Every tree was dry, had brown leaves, like, Falling off of it. Like, how? What? Mm-hmm. Also, like, scientists, including Petrut and all of them, all of them, you know, his buddies, they have measured the electromagnetic field in the forest, and they say it has a, like, really powerful magnetic presence, and it's kind of unexplainable. Hmm. Something kind of new, though, Destination Truth with heartthrob Josh Gates. Oh, hey, Josh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Josh. Dibs. Ooh, she learning. Ooh. They visited the forest. I say recently, but this was like back. But this is, you Within know Within like mean? this decade-ish. Yeah. They went there. It's a, it's a good episode, BT Dubs. I should have wrote down what it is, but I think it was like first season, whatever. I'll write it in our show notes, though. However, when they're doing all of this stuff... There's a team member named Evan, and they're in the clearing and everything, and he is thrown back by some unknown force. What? And he said it was like wind just pushed him back, and he heard 
kind of like a singing almost, but like a female, like moaning, singing something and wind. What? And you could see him just kind of like go back, like with his arm weird. It was really weird. And they're all like, he's down, he's down. Rush over to him. He's okay. Well, they get him, you know, out of the clearing and he's really dizzy. He starts ringing in one of his ears and he is like, oh my God, I am burning. My skin is burning. He had long sleeves on, rolled them up and he had scratches Mm -hmm. on his arm. And it's like, okay, sure. He could have got that from being thrown, but nothing was on his shirt. Mm -hmm. And like he had sleeves, no tears, no anything. Like, what the fuck? So, Josh went to see our other booze, the Ghost Hunters, Jason and Grant, the OGs, and they had some EVPs, and, like, so they listened, and it was female moaning, there was some female giggling, like I've said, so, I mean, it was all consistent with what people have said before. I want to know what happened to that damn shepherd and his 200 sheep. He's not single, Carrie. Leave him a fuck alone. Oh, no, he got too many dependents. (laughs) Oh, but the taxes, though. I mean... I would not complain about that tax write-off. <laughs> when they saw the footage of Evan being thrown, though, they were like, we can't explain that. We, Damn. you know, like, what the fuck? Because it was just crazy. Also, on independent.co.uk, there was an article, and it was talking to this guy named Alex, and he was a tour guide at the forest. And he said that the first time he camped overnight... He and his friends were, you know, fast asleep, but then would wake up because they would hear a very loud hoof-like noise, kind of like a horse or a particularly large deer. Mm. But every time that they would stick their head out to be like, who's there? Damn. The noise would stop. So the next time they went camping there, he was like, look, I'm going to sleep in a hammock because... I want to know what the fuck is causing this sound. Like, I'm going to see it. Well, he got woken up, but it's because a bat smashed into his fucking face. No, uh Uh-uh. There's a bat that flies around my pool at night when we're out mm-hmm. there. It's weird. It's like, a, that's a fucking bat. <laughs> you batty enough for the both of us. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> Speaking of fucking batty. Uh-oh. I got some, one little tidbit. Nicholas fucking Cage. Okay. He was there filming like Ghost Rider, blah, 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 blah. And he, of course, heard about the Bermuda Triangle of Forest. And so he was like, I gotta go. Because, you know, he loves all the creepy stuff. Mm -hmm. So, hey, Nicholas Cage, you want to be a guest on our show? Even though you crazy as fuck. I mean, hello, welcome. You're among friends. Damn. I tell you what, though, I really did like him and Conair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. So he said he's, you know, driving around by the forest. He sees a man who's walking and he's like rolling, like rolling down the window. And it's like, excuse me, sir. Do you have any gray on? I almost said that. <laughs> no, he's like, hey, do you live here? And he said, yes. And so he said, is this forest haunted? Damn. And he said he didn't answer for a minute. And then he just looked at him and was like, yes. And so he said, by what? And he said, have you seen the floating people with no legs? 
The guy said that or Nicolas Cage? The guy said that. Okay. And he said, Nicholas, Nick, he calls me at home. Okay. He said, not yet, but I hope to real soon. Good story, Nick. Good story. Good story. Actually, so then he said, hey, is it okay if I take this fallen branch and bring it back? And so he's like, sure. I mean. This isn't like the forest in California where you can't take the pine cones. Right. Sure. So he took it, took it back with him, and he said he chipped away at it, like whittled the wood, and made a staff out of it. Okay. I don't know why I had to include that, but I saw Nicolas Cage, and I was like, okay. So there's nothing more that I love than a good conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And this is just like a little sprinkle on top, you know, some goodness at the end of this. All right, so this was in 1993 after Alexander Sift died. And, you know, he had tons of photos from the forest, all the shit, and they were taken and no one has ever found them. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, Petrude is his friend. And so he had a few pictures, but that was it. And, like, it was kind of like government shit. Like, it was just a lot of weird shit hmm and so it's just kind of like hmm what do they know that we don't know or they don't want us to know a lot i can promise you Mm-hmm. okay so that is about the hoya bachu forest the gateway to another dimension the forest that is haunted by tortured slaughtered peasants and the forest where trees really whisper to you and cause you to be filled with dread. So would you go into the forest or would you just be like running by and be like, oh, that's weird trees. Gotta go. I don't know. I like to think that I would go, but I'd probably chicken out. Actually, this you would go just because you'd want to feel the weird texture of the fucking tree. I mean, I don't know, though, because visually the texture would be weird, like Mm -hmm. how it has so many in one. And so I might be like, oh, God, I don't like that. (laughs) It's like when my fucking sisters, Kelly and Casey, purposefully send me pictures with a lot of motherfucking holes in it Mm. because I don't like it because they think it's so funny when I have to scroll the text to get it off my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Do y'all have that weird thing with holy stuff? I don't like it. I don't like it. And there's this one gif where there's, like, holes on this girl's face that move. And Kelly just loves to fucking send me that one. <laughs> it literally sends shivers down my spine. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> what about you? Go into the forest or the whole thing? The forest. Uh, fuck no, I wouldn't go in the forest. Why? Because I saw Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I don't want apples thrown at me. I don't want none of that shit. You only want a bob for them. All right. I'm done with nature. Let's get on to your uh, thing. And I swear to God, if it's a fucking nature story. It's not. It's not. But pieces of it you gonna fucking love. Oh, is there a daddy in there? Is he single? Is No. No, you don't want a daddy. You just want a daddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to be clear. Yes, I want a daddy with no kids. Exactly. Okay. So the other day I was at work and I was talking to this lady and we were just talking about the week, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we got, you know episodes to record blah 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 and she's like oh awesome it was a really great story lots of blahs <laughs> and she said some blahs well 
she asked about the podcast, told her true crime, paranormal, the works. And she was like, have you ever heard of the story of Kay Rains? So she was like, yeah, my husband and I love to go down to the coast, the Mississippi Gulf Coast, to the casinos. Because the Mississippi Gulf Coast, y'all, is home to, I think, I think it's the second largest, like, basically casino row thingy compared to only to Las Vegas. Like, what? Like, Las really? Vegas has more, obvi, but, like, I think Biloxi's a pretty big deal. What? Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. I may have made that statistic up, <laughs> but I'm pretty positive. <laughs> you and your facts. I always love it. As Sarah Ando says, fuck them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Truly, though, I, I swear I've heard that somewhere before. Like, people really <laughs> do come here for the casinos because there's so many. So, she said, my husband and I love going to the casinos, and... We had this friend down there. She was always there gambling. And, you know, we, we became friends with her. She was a, like a high roller at the casino, had a standing room at the Beau Rivage, one of the casinos down here. Yeah. And then it was like, damn, where'd Kay go? We hadn't seen Kay in a long time. And she said, not too long ago, she was watching the first 48 and saw Kay. Fuck. So this is what had happened. Kay Rains grew up and lived in Mobile, Alabama, which Mobile is from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's like an hour, 45 minutes an 45 hour. 45 minutes. Yeah. From us, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. So. That's where I was born, peeps. Mobile Infirmary Strong. So she grew up in Mobile, went to the University of Alabama. She got her degree in childhood education. Well, after she got her degree... She started working at the Mobile Mental Health Center, and while she was there, she started this program for children who are at risk to help them with education and all the all the things. Well, she met her husband, fell in love, wanted to have kids, and she wanted to stay at home with the kids. So she quit work, had her son Clark. Her husband was very wealthy. He worked for this, like, international accounting firm and was a partner in it so she she like like legit money damn hey daddy Mm, well he did Uh, okay (laughs) he died in 2006 and you know that left Kay alone her son had some problems with substance abuse he had had some run-ins with the law where he spent, I think, like two years in jail and had been to, like, multiple rehabs and that sort of thing. But, you know, she helped take care of him, all that. And then her mom got sick. And so Kay was kind of trying to find her way, find an outlet, find things to do. And she started going down to the coast to gamble. And like I said, she was a high roller, like, a standing room at the Beau Rivage. Yeah. And she also would go on trips to Las Vegas. So she was either at the mm. Mississippi Gulf Coast or she was in Vegas. Like, always gambling. Yeah. Well, Kay ends up getting a job at Home Depot in, like, Biloxi Gulfport. One thing said the Home Depot was in Gulfport. One thing said it's in Biloxi. But that's like being, like, Dallas-Fort Worth or something. You know what I mean? Yes, They're the same thing. Yeah. And... She still lived in Mobile, but she worked at that Home Depot. Well, some people were like, why she got a job? You know, like, right. that's so yeah, weird. Yeah, that was my face. was like, wait, what? 
But she had her job. When she would go to work, she'd stay at the Beauvage, in the hotel, gamble, all the things. Well, one day, Kay doesn't show up for work. And her coworkers are like, well, this is not like her. She is always to work on time. And, you know, she she would not miss work, especially in not call in. Yeah. So the Biloxi police spend like five days trying to figure out what happened to Kay. And they can't figure it out. And so they call Mobile Police Department. And they're like, look, you know, she's a Mobile resident. She was last seen here, you know, we can't figure out anything. Can you help? So Mobile PD takes it on immediately as a homicide because it's been five days. You know, nobody knows anything. Nobody yeah. knows anything. So this is what we know. We know that she checked into the Beau Rivage on the 28th. It's, we have security cameras of her walking in. She has her red suitcase with like a black overnight bag, like toiletries bag. And you see her like rolling her stuff in. See her get in the elevator, go up to her hotel floor, you know, go to her room, all the things. And then on the 29th, it shows her get into the elevator. She doesn't have, she just has like a purse or something. She didn't have her luggage or anything. She goes down, gets her breakfast, eats at the little cafe, you know, right there in the hotel casino area. And then it shows her walking out to her car. And what is so freaking crazy is that we go to that casino. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, my annual work party is at that casino. Yeah. Like, that is the hotel that I puked every 30 minutes after my <laughs> first work party there because I was so fucking hungover and then had to go to work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, like, seeing the cafe and where she went out to the, to get her car from Valet and all that, I was just like, no, like, I know that. I know that. Yeah. Like, that blows my mind. I know. I know. Well, the next thing that we know is that she had a 2014 Honda CRV. Ooh, good good on you, Kay. Mm, that's what Donna has, y'all. Different year, but CRV. Yeah. Anyway, we know that she got to the Home Depot at 7.52, went to work, and then video surveillance shows her leaving work at 1.17 in the afternoon. And then, basically, the trail goes cold. There's no other footage of her or anything like that. And so, Mobile Homicide is like, okay, you know, they got the video footage. They know that she didn't leave with her luggage. So, her intention was to come back to the hotel because she left her shit there. So, in order to get a, a better idea of Kay and her family and everything about her, they interview one of her neighbors and he was actually, from what I understand, a retired police officer. And so, you know, it was just like a, you know, he came in, he was very cooperative, he, you know, all the things. And so they're like, okay, look, tell me, tell us about Kay. Like, what, tell us, just tell us about her. And he tells them that the house that she lives in was her mother's and that her husband had passed like 11 years earlier in 2006. And her son, Clark, lives with her now. He's, you know, tells him about that Clark's had some run-ins with the law, has a history of substance abuse, had been to rehab multiple times, but that this most recent rehab stint, he had gotten clean and that Kay was really hopeful for the future for him and that, you know, things were going really well. And apparently 
the relationship between Clark and Kay had, was pretty volatile when he was using drugs. But after that like most recent rehab stint, it seems like he got on the correct medication. And so some of his mental illness was being taken care of, too. And so he wasn't, you know, using drugs as, as self-medication. So it, just all around the situation was better. The neighbor also talked about how Kay really loved to gamble and that she took many trips to Biloxi and Las Vegas and that he said, you know, I find it very odd that she got a job because her husband did very well. Like, again, he was a partner, not just in like an accounting firm, like this like international, huge accounting firm, like he had fucking money, you know? He was like, I thought it was odd that she got the job, but... You know, who knows? Who knows? So the police were like, okay, let's go, you know, to the house. Let's let's talk to Clark. I got, well, let me back up too. I got a lot of this information from the first 48. I think it was like season 18, episode six. But I also have, because there wasn't a ton, but I got a lot of like news articles that had information in Mobile, well, and the coast. But for the timeline at the very beginning, I got from first 48, but I mean, obviously, some of that's like reenactment, so I'm not 100% sure if that's exactly the timeline of they talk to the neighbor and then talk to Clark, because why wouldn't they talk to him first? Yeah. But police go to the house, talk to Clark, and they're like, hey, you know, when was the last time you saw your mom? And he was like, well, it was like four or five days ago. She was leaving for the casino, but, you know, that's kind of normal. She, you know, goes to the casino and then is gone for a little while and then comes home. And so they're like... You don't, so you don't think it's weird at all? You haven't seen her? Like, you know, people at work say she hasn't been there. And he's like, nah. And so they're like, okay, well, you know, you come to the station with us because they had a warrant to search the house because, well, it's her house and she's missing. Right. So Clark goes down to the police station with them. They start searching the house. And when they get in Kay's room, it's like this disheveled mess. But there's like... Some luggage out. There's clothes everywhere. There's stuff like pulled from drawers, like the nightstands, like pulled out and kind of like rummaged through. And the police are like, "You, you, you recognize this? The red fucking suitcase." Dun dun dun. And it was packed. It had all her shit in there, you know. And so they're still searching the room, and they're like, "Well, here's her wallet with her driver's license, her social security card, her bank card." Like, here's all of her shit. This is very suspect. Right. So they go look in Clark's room. And, I mean, his room is, like, not, like, perfection spotless. But it didn't look like that. It doesn't look like it's been, like, ransacked, you know? Right. Well, they're also still looking in Kay's room. And they find her cell phone, like, under the covers in her bed. And so they're like, okay, well, literally everything that she needs is in this room. So where the fuck is she? So, when detectives sit down to interview Clark, they're like, man, what's going on? Like, look, this is the shit that was at the house. Like, where's your mom? And he's like, I don't know. And he says, she's got some really sketchy friends. She loves the casino. Like, you know, she gambles a lot, y'all. You know, like, she, she's got some, she knows some shady, kind of the underbelly of the gambling world. And they're like, well, you know, we've got some more questions for you. And he goes... Nah, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, why wouldn't you want to help us find your mom? And he says that 
he wants to make sure he's not found guilty of something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. At this point, he, I think, gets himself an attorney. But the questioning shut down because he's like, I'm not answering him. And I found myself a little, when I was watching First 48, being like, that motherfucker, it is your fucking mom. But on the other hand, the podcaster in me mm-hmm. that knows all the people who have, you know, fucking Brendan Dassey's out there. I'm like... Yeah, get yourself a motherfucking lawyer because who cares if it makes you look guilty because you got an attorney? You try to protect yourself. I feel like I need to know a lawyer that I can have where I'm like, doopa 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 boop. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like yabba dabba doo did, but um, <laughs> do doop boop boop boop. There you go. That that right there on my jitterbug. Jitterbug. <laughs> like just at the start of it, so uh-huh. you know to be there before I fuck up any yeah. anything because you know even though they're asking. Like harmless mm-hmm. mundane questions yeah. yeah they can still trip you up and then when you're like no okay I, like you shut down then it makes you look more yeah on that like just already have one i mean obviously you know what i mean well but uh, but again on the flip side though like if you can't just answer basic questions of where were you or what are you know what i mean it I, it's such a it's such a hard topic because again part of me is a fucking hard ass and you know, I just, I will never forget that episode I watched. I've talked about this before. That episode I watched of Snapped. And I think she got off for killing her husband. And when she went in for questioning, the police would ask her questions. She'd be like, I want an attorney. They'd keep asking her questions. She'd be like, I want a lawyer. I want an attorney. I want an attorney. I want an attorney. And that's yeah. literally the only words that came out of her mouth. And they kept asking, like, I feel like they were not appropriate in that they kept asking her. But anyway, I don't know the laws of that state. But her attorney was being interviewed as part of the show, and she was like, she is an attorney's dream client because she kept her mouth shut and immediately asked for an attorney. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a double-edged sword because, you know, if it's, like, if my mom was missing, truly missing, you know, that and I didn't have anything to do with it, I would want to do everything in my power to find her. Yeah. So it's just, again, it's like, yeah, it does kind of make you look guilty, because, again, why would you not want to do everything in your power to find your mother? But on the other hand, yeah, you got to protect yourself. Yep. So it's like, at what point do you be like, no, nah, I, I want an attorney? Yeah. I guess when the questioning turns more directed to you versus where is she, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. We're not attorneys. Y'all, if you're an attorney and you know, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. We need y'all's input. Or if you've ever been in a situation where you're like... Yeah, I had to ask for an attorney when they blah, 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 blah. Tell us. Yes. Educate us, please. Well, the other thing that happened when they interviewed the neighbor was that he said, look, because she went missing on Sunday. He was like, look, when the garbage ran on Tuesday, I noticed that the driver of the truck, like, got out and, like, looked around a little bit and I guess kind of at the trash can And he was like, the neighbor said, it was almost like the trash can was really heavy or something. And so he was like trying to figure it out. But then he got back in his truck and went on. Little nosy neighbor is like, was her body in there though? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So they're like, okay. You know, they, they get a cadaver dog and they take it to the landfill to see if they can find it. You know, was her body in there and is it in this landfill? Yeah. And so they're looking and looking and looking and nothing. The dog doesn't hit on anything. And so they're like, okay, they get access to her phone records. And 
they know that from the phone records, when she left work that day, it showed her heading on I-10 east back to Alabama. And then it actually showed her ending at her house in Mobile. And so the police are like, we fucking know she was here. Yeah. Well, after her phone, like, stopped basically pinging at her house, there kind of started to be some weird attempted financial transactions on her cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They see that at, again, about two hours after she was, two and a half hours after she was last seen leaving work, there was a call made from her phone to this, like, online MoneyGram account thingy. And because it had been at, online, it had been attempted to move some money, you know, in from an, a checking account into a MoneyGram. And so it was, like, denied or something. And so Kay's phone called the online customer service to see, like, what happened. Well, those calls are recorded. Mm. And on the phone is Clark pretending to be Kay. Oh, Lord. So on the call, you hear him say, they're like, hey, what's your name? And he says, it's Kay Rains. They're like, what's your date of birth? And he's like, 9-19-1948. And they're like, you know, he even says like the last four digits of her social security number. And they're like, okay, how can I help you? And, cause, and he's pretending he is Kay. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, so I tried to, um, you know, transfer some money from an account to MoneyGram and it was denied or, you know, it's not working. What's up? And so they look, you know, the guy's like, well, let me check into that for you. And they say it was denied, like the financial institution denied it, which I found very interesting because it's not like she'd been missing for like a a month and they were like, oh, her account's closed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder why it was denied. I don't know. Financial shit. And so he was just like, oh, Okay. That's fine. And they hung up, you know, because he's like, what's he going to do? The financial institution denied it. But he was trying to get $700. So police are going, hmm. I mean, they were already going, hmm, to Clark. But then when they heard that conversation where he pretended to be Kay. Yeah. Looking for money. They knew that he didn't have any type of job. So they keep digging into her phone records, including calls, text messages, all the like. Well, there were a lot of phone calls between Kay and Clark. And uh, apparently, their volatile relationship that she had been so hopeful had would, was going to improve now that he was on the proper medication was going south again. So she had some text messages with him that said she has to work in the morning and that he needs to stop calling her. And if he doesn't stop, she's going to call the police. So, you know, there was clearly some shit going down, you know. And there was also a text from Kay to him that said, quote, like, do not destroy the house like you always threaten to do. Well, at about 540 on the 29th, so we've gone from, she went missing it right around 1 o'clock, right around 330, the call was made to the MoneyGram place. Now we're at 540, and Kay's cell phone starts to ping off of Tower's going back to I-10. And so they're like, well, what's this what, What's this about? You know, let's see where this goes. Well, at 6.06, there's video footage of Clark driving into the Beau Rivage, getting out, walking 
into the hotel part, mm-hmm. going up to her hotel room, and coming back out with her red luggage. Motherfucker. And so they're like, um, that's her red luggage. Yeah. That's what she came to the hotel with. That's what's on her fucking bed. He knows what's up. Like, he knows. Mm-hmm. He did this. He knows. Because why else would he have gone to go get her luggage if he didn't know she was dead? Right. The next morning, Clark went into a PNC bank, and he tried, so he had a check from her checking account, and he tried to do, like, a check to cash at the bank for $3,500. Oh, Lord. Well, I, I don't know why this bank denied all this shit, but they did. They denied <laughs> They denied the... Denied? Yes. So he didn't get the $3,500. He's like, these bitches. I am just trying to spend her fucking money. Mm-hmm. I did all this dastardly stuff, and I'm not getting any reward. He's like, I work hard for the money. Damn. Damn. Too far? No. Too far? No. Okay, just just right. far enough? Okay. Mm-hmm. So. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. We do know that he used her debit card multiple times over the next six or seven days. He went places like Best Buy, Pizza Hut, Exxon. And as one does. I mean, he's still got to eat. I mean, carbs are life. Mm hmm. Well, the police are like, okay, like, where the fuck do we go from here? Like, we know he did this. But we can't fucking prove it. We've got no body. There's no blood evidence in the house. Like, we got nothing. But we know he did this. So they get a warrant to put a tracker on his car. And, you know, he kind of did his piddling around. He would go to the casinos to try to, like... Because, you know, so when you go to a casino and you cash out a machine... It, like, prints a voucher with, like, a um, barcode on it, and that's how they give you your money and stuff. So he had some of her vouchers that he would try to go redeem for money and all of that. Wait. So she's one of those people that didn't always... Yeah, because she's a fucking high roller. Damn. That's this when you know you have a lot of motherfucking money. Mm-hmm. Look, I will cash out a, a dollar. A penny. I will cash out... Well, that's a lie. Mm-mm. A penny, I'll give to somebody. Yeah, I'll leave it... I'm like, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just leave it on the machine. Yes, the sometimes, yes. I, sometimes I just walk. Like, if it's like a dollar, sometimes I'll, like, just walk up and hand it to somebody. Be like, yeah. Hey, hope it brings you luck. It didn't fucking me. I lost yeah. that, what I have left of $100, but, you right. know. And I've only been here five minutes, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, fuck you, Wolf Run. <laughs> <laughs> the only jackpot I ever hit, ATM. Uh-huh. That gives me. I fails. win every fucking time on mm-hmm. that ATM. Mm-hmm. Well, he also started pawning some of her her stuff, too. Fuck. So, that, you know, they're just watching him. Here's what not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, he never really leaves Mobile County. He's always just kind of right here. But they bring him in to press him a little harder to see if they can break him to be like, look, we have, we know you pawn, you're pawning her shit. We know that you called MoneyGram. We've got it on fucking recording. <laughs> we know that you went to the Beau Rivage and picked up her luggage even though he had denied it in an interview. And, you know, we know that luggage is what was in her room. And he still denied, 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 but they're pushing him and pushing him because they want to get a confession because yeah. without the fucking confession, they got nothing. They got no body. They got nothing. Right. There's no definitive evidence that she's actually even dead. Well, the pushing did the trick. 
He did not confess. But they notice that on March 25th, so this is like two months after she goes missing, they notice that he goes to a neighboring county, Baldwin County, and he stopped a couple little places and then comes home. Then he goes back out to the Home Depot in Mobile, makes a purchase for 10 bags of topsoil. Oh, as one does. And a shovel. As one does. I mean, literally, as one does when they garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I feel like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a shovel, you probably got one. Like, surely, surely y'all have one in the shed. Do you? I have a I have a baby one. You do though. I'd go steal yours. Well, the next morning they see that he got up and left his house around five o'clock in the morning and basically did the same drive. Went to Baldwin County, went off this um highway two twenty five, and he was there for about ten ten minutes. And so they're like, hmm. That boy don't ever fucking get up that early. <laughs> right. So uh, this is sketch. They also saw that after he came back from that area where he'd spent like the 10 or 15 minutes, he drives to this shopping center that's right off of Cottage Hill and Azalea Road. Mm, know that area. Uh, like very well know that mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. Been there a lot of times, y'all. Good times in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he parked behind this H&R block for about three minutes. So the police are like, okay, well, this is fucking sketch as fuck. You know? Yeah. Let's go up there and see what he where he was, what he was stopped at. Like, let's go fucking, let's go. So they saw this little area, kind of like a trail. And they saw that there was this kind of circle area in which the ground was darker. And so they're like, hmm. Crop circles. Yes. (laughs) Wiped away a little bit of the dirt. And they were like, fuck. That's a bone. And so they call the Baldwin County and Mobile County and all the counties and all the things to come. Crime scene, like, rip this shit off. Like, let's do this right. You know, all the forensic archaeologists or whatever they are, you know, all the forensics, all the things. Oh, they didn't do it like in Finland's Bowdoin Lake Murders where they're like, hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Yeah, if y'all <laughs> listened to that Friday the 13th episode. No, they did it right and actually roped it off and had the correct people come in with their little paintbrushes and scrape the, wipe the dirt mm-hmm. away. And, and what they found was a body. And they say that the body was positioned very awkwardly. And that the way that the arms and the legs were, like, folded backwards, it was almost like the body had been hogtied. But there wasn't any rope. Yeah. So, this is Carrie's two cents. I'm wondering if the body had been hogtied and maybe, like, rigor had set in. And so, it kind of stayed that way. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so they take the body back to the morgue. To do an autopsy, all of the things. And they use dental records to prove that it is Kay Rains. Mm. And the cause of death was strangulation. They go to look at the area behind that H&R block. And they find in the dumpster all these empty bags of topsoil. Mm-hmm. 
He just needed to know if they were a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we fucking got him. We got him. And so they finally arrested him. And again, this was back in 2017. And just in June of this year, he was ruled, finally ruled competent to stand trial. Whoa. So, like, this isn't even 100% solved. You know, they didn't see you do that. I did air quotes. Sorry, y'all didn't yeah. see me do air quotes. Because allegedly, don't sue us, Clark Rains. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, he's charged with murder. And he's also charged with 13 counts of fraudulent use of credit cards. Mm. So, they're like, okay, I hate to say obviously, but obviously, money was the root of it. Well, this is why. Since her husband's death and her gambling started, Kay had lost $13 million. $13 million? Mm-hmm. Million dollars. Yes. That was a terrible accent. No, it was good. She did the Dr. Evil pinky. <laughs> yeah. $13 million. Fuck. So that's why she had to get a fucking job. Because she went, oh, oh shit, I've lost all this money. I don't have enough to live on the rest of my life. And so he's like, she's blowing my inheritance. Yeah. They already had this volatile relationship. So God only knows what happened when she got home and they start, you know, because yeah. those messages had just happened where she was like, stop calling me or I'm calling the police and don't destroy my house like you say, like you always say you're going to do. So, there's no telling what happened when she got home, and he strangled her, allegedly. Wow. So, that's the story of the murder of Kay Rains. Wow. And the lady that I was talking to that told me about this story, she was like, when I was watching, this this is what she said, when I was watching the footage, I was like, shit, that's Kay. You know, like, she has a very distinct walk and appearance and, like, Shit. Like, that's why we haven't wow. been seeing her. That's why That's why we haven't seen her the last few times we've gone wow. to the casino and all that. And so it's just like. Shit. So crazy. $13 million. Mm-mm. Like, I won't see that in a lifetime. No. Much less blow at a casino. Mm-mm. Look, I love gambling. Oh, me too. But there ain't no way I could spend that much. Mm-mm. My, st- I mean, my stomach hurts when I spend a hundred. Yes. Okay. It really hurts when I spend two hundred, y'all. It really, really hurts when she spends three hundred. Look, when I spend three hundred, I'm like, I'm never going back for three months. I was gonna say, then we wait three, six months, and then should we go mm-hmm. back? No, we. Re- but even that, that's very rare. Like, yeah, I couldn't even tell you the last time we went to the casino. Yeah. Who has time for that shit right now? But you're totally right, though. If I because this is the way I look at it. For me, going to the casino, especially if, because in the casinos here, unless they're on a Native American reservation, those are the only casinos that don't give you free alcohol, but all the other casinos give you free alcohol here while you're gambling. So I always told myself, look, if we go to the casino and we play all night for $100 and get free drinks and have fun... That's no different than me spending $100 at the bar, and at least I have the chance of yeah, winning true. at the casino. You know what I mean? True. So if I lose $100, well, I'd have done it if we would have gone to the bar anyway. So 
at least the drinks were free and I quite possibly could win money. Yeah. With that being said, that's a lot of fucking money. Oh, for sure. Sure ain't $13 million, though. Mm Mm-mm. Now, I mean, could I spend that on Spooky Town shit? Absolutely. Oh, everybody has their thing. (laughs) You know? And, I mean, gambling is an addiction just like any other. I mean, truly. And, you know. Well, that's when we lose the $300 and stuff because we're down 200 and it's like, let me just get that extra hundred because I can, win, I this can back. win it back. Yes. yes. Well, because you and I both have very addictive personalities, <laughs> which is why I can't do drugs, which is why mm-hmm. I can't drink a lot, which is why I can't go to the casino a lot because mm-hmm. I know my limitations and I know that I'm a person that could get in bad trouble yeah. if I allowed myself to do those things. Because, I mean, just as much as I love carbs, I love to hit spin again, spin yes. again, max bet, spin mm-hmm. again, you know? I know. And so I, I, I have I have to let myself. But so I completely understand her. That was her self-medication with mm-hmm. her husband dying, her mom sick, all the things, you know, her son turned to drugs. She turned to gambling. Mm-hmm. And it's no different. It's just the social acceptability mm-hmm. of it. Because nobody really knows how much you're losing or, right. or winning or all of the above. Whereas people know when you're high. Yeah. So it, I just felt like this is such great. Like the amount of money Gosh. and the amount of, you know, it took him two months to find find her body. And if he hadn't gone, like if they hadn't have felt, I feel like if they hadn't pushed him that one last time, mm-hmm. had the tracker on and him not have been stupid enough to go put more topsoil, like... They would have never found her. I mean, mm-hmm. he could have literally gotten away with murder. Yeah. But he was running out of cash. So mm-hmm. it was bound to, he was bound to fuck up so, sometime because he was running out of cash. Yeah. That was good. The more you said it, I'm like, yeah, I saw that the first 48. Because mm-hmm. my sister, who still lives in Mobile, she, you know, she's up on all the shit. Mm-hmm. She told me about it. But every time I'm like, Wait, why did he do that? Like, I never, I could mm-hmm. never remember the thing. So you could have asked me, like, oh, you know what? Tell me and be like. Somebody I, died. I think it was him, but. Yeah, somebody died and there was a casino. But whew, I did not remember the 13 million. I probably. You probably blocked it from your brain because it was so traumatizing. <laughs> I was probably like, 13 million dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, there's a sale in Spooky Town. Oh, let me see. 50% off. Okay, so. What did we learn? I'll tell you what I learned. I want to go back to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> those wolf runs. Oh, when you get those bonuses, yes. it's calling my name. Look, I just love flashy things. Mm-hmm. Willy Wonka has a thing. Which love is why that. we even love TV. Like, I mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Pump all the fucking oxygen in that room and make me stay awake and I will fucking play games. If they had a foot massager, hell. Take all my money. <laughs> 150. I'll give you 150 this time. Please, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Look, here's the thing. This is something I learned from both motherfucking stories. Anytime you have an area that's supposed to have fucking trees and then there's a random clearing, <laughs> it's there's some sinister shit happening. Uh-huh. Because that is where poor Kay was buried and that is where all of those poor villagers died and some hooky dooky shit was going on. Mm-hmm. So, if there's a clearing in the woods, run. <laughs> Stay clear. <laughs> Anything else we learned? 
Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Halloween is coming. It is. 31 Nights of Halloween. Y'all be keeping your eye out for it. We're going to have new merch coming out, too, for Halloween. Oh, shit. We're going to have lots of new content. Oh, shit. So, y'all check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things, so you can know all the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And remember... Creep it real. And, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared. And don't spend $13 million. Right. If it's not on Spooky Town. <laughs>